Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reservations. We are your hosts. I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. Oh, so air yep. was good, buddy. Air was good. Yeah, sorry. We were just talking about uh, <laughs> that I watched uh, Air today uh, about the, the making of the, the Air Jordans. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. Um, they did this cool thing uh, where, I mean, spoilers. Uh, uh, at least I don't, it might be a spoiler. I don't know. You may not think so, but uh, they don't show Michael's face. Michael Jordan's mm, okay. face in anything, so it's always the back of his head or the side of his head, and you can't really see him. Um, That's interesting. That actor is not in full view. That's interesting. Is it because it was supposed to be focused more on the people who who wanted to create the shoe and his mom? And his mom, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, you know, Viola Davis is, you know, billed with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, so. Yeah. Isn't Jason Bateman in it also? Yeah. Huh. Now, here's a question for you, buddy. Since you sure. since you showed us this TikTok and it blew my mind, how was it seeing uh, Ben Affleck play uh, Phil Knight, whose son yeah. is the CEO of Leica? Yeah, isn't that wild? Um, I know, dude. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, he looks nothing like Phil Knight. They just gave him the hair. Uh, I was about to say, like, like I'm sure Phil Knight isn't that handsome. No, no. no, no I mean, no disrespect to Phil Knight, but uh, <laughs> uh, imagine he watches this and he's like, "Well, you'll never get Nikes from me ever again." Yeah, I mean, it's it's isn't that wild that um, his son runs uh, what was like it called? An animation, like an animation. Yeah. yeah, man, and shout out to Leica, bro. You know, uh, and actually. Those movies- I don't think I've ever turned a profit. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, sorry, that's my cat. That's okay. Uh, I mean, it, it's always bound to happen that one of our animals people can hear. Yeah, he's a, he's a talker. That's interesting, though, because they get critical acclaim, though. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, like... No, they do. I mean, they are, like... They're praised beyond belief i mean you i mean you've seen you know uh yeah, cool, the reviews yeah. and the you know the audience acclaim and all that stuff but they don't make that much money and so mm. um uh, apparently according to that video they don't make a lot of money um, that's interesting yeah that's because you'd think they would but i guess because ashley kind of speaking of like ashley's done like a huge like down the rabbit hole on their tiktok and apparently to to make one movie, it takes him about two years. Really? Two yeah. years? Two years. Can I see that? Sorry, Haley's I'm right here. Something. I know. Haley's right here. I'm just making sure. Pick a different one. Why? That might not work. Sorry. Uh, Haley's testing out her um, her her laptop to make sure it still plays DVDs. She picked one that is a region four. DVD that uh, yeah, I bet so you she didn't even know was an import from a different country. Do it. Okay, she's gonna choose something else. Choose Anchorman or something. That's what's up. We have it on Blu-ray over here, hon. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, I'm not cutting copies any of, of that. it because we love Anchorman. Two copies. Huh? Yeah, it's over here. No, don't use that one. Use yours. 
Golly. Uh, Johnny two times. Johnny two times. Go get the papers. Get the papers. Um, oh, man. I'm so, not cutting into that, by the way. That's fine. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Air was good. And then okay. after that, I rewatched uh, Interstellar. Uh, I saw a video today uh, that made me want to rewatch it. Um, they were saying that the soundtrack, which I never noticed before, the soundtrack when they're on the water planet has a ticking sound every mm-hmm. 1.4 seconds, which yeah. signifies a day passing on Earth every yeah. time it ticks. And I was like, well, I'm going to rewatch the movie just for that. Uh, what was the video, by the way? It was on TikTok. I don't remember. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, it was, was a um, – I'll tell you, it was the uh, a did you know video. Like, did you know this? Did you know uh, that? Okay. Yeah. yeah the that YouTube channel I used to talk about a lot, and I still talk to you about it. Uh, new rock stars. They have a sub. They have a second channel called the Deep Dive, where they dive in. Uh, where the host Eric he dives into different kinds of movies, and he mm-hmm. he did Interstellar recently. Um, he actually just did um, Inception, which is really cool. Cool. But he did Interstellar. And yeah, he brought that up. That it's so cool. A, I never that Hans Zimmer put a ticking clock sound. I was like, that Hans Zimmer. It's it's something that's so interesting that we'll probably do this movie eventually. Maybe I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, but it's it's taking something that enhances the movie, but which is the soundtrack. But he's adding in plot elements within the soundtrack. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh yeah. Who thinks yeah, of stuff like that? That's crazy, you know. No one thinks of stuff like that, man. Can't wait for, can't wait for Oppenheimer, bro. Oppenheimer, man. And then we're just gonna go right next door to see Barbie. Yep. Or vice versa. You know, or maybe I want to see something lighthearted and then something dense. Yeah. Or yeah. So, buddy, um, yeah. what are we talking about today? Even though this was my pick. Yeah, it's your pick. I guess I'll throw it on. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll, I guess I'll do. Uh, your job. Yeah. Um, this week, <laughs> uh, we are discussing Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Um, as we were talking about off mic, you know, I never noticed it and we'll get into it. Um, but Ichabod is a little bit, uh, of a, a bumbling hero. I remember yeah. him being more heroic the first time I ever saw this movie, but rewatching oh. it, I was like, Oh, he's, um, everyone else is doing the heavy. I'll tell you something else. I noticed this time. Okay. Much scarier than I remembered. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you felt this way, but, um, Healy was out with friends. And so I had time to watch it. And I guess I was just thinking like, if Haley were here, right. Uh-huh. Like, at first, I was like, I think she could have handled this. I mean, yeah, the decapitations or whatever, but I think she could have. And then he starts hacking at the tree, oh, you know? Yeah. And all that blood. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, she wouldn't have liked that. And then, of course, she go, he goes to see the witch. And I go, nope, she would not have liked that at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was too yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So, actually, I'm, I'm the opposite. The first mm-hmm. time I remember seeing this movie, I was terrified. Okay. And the older I've gotten, and if and the times I've watched it intermittently, I'm like, like yeah, that's that's scary, but I'm not terrified. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, Jeremy, since I made you tell everyone, uh, would you like me to give them the synopsis? Yeah, I need a break. It was torture. <laughs> 
So yes, uh, so today is Sleepy Hollow, 1999. It is actually Tim Burton's um, adaptation of the story. It's not a direct adaptation from the book, um, but everything else is the same. Um, we have our main character, Ichabod Crane, played by Johnny Depp. Uh, but in this version, he is a constable, which I is a correction from what I said last week. I thought he was just, I mean, he is an investigator, but he's a constable who wants to use more scientific methods of deducing crime yeah. as where everyone else is like, no, stick them in the Iron Maiden. Like that's how, that's how we'll establish guilt. <laughs> um, but he is tasked with going to the town of Sleepy Hollow um, to investigate why three murders have happened and all the, all the people who have been murdered are decapitated and he stumbles into a web of conspiracy and magic and he doesn't really know who to trust and you know and it's and that's it really uh that was my synopsis because <laughs> i i was about to lead into my next point and then i was like wait is there more to the story and now that's that's it okay. um <laughs> you know and this so leading to my next point is this has a lot of Burtonisms that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. you know, the Gothic setting Johnny Depp back in the lead role. Yep. Um, and it's, but it's, it's also very different for a Tim Burton movie. Um, but which, but different in just the sense of it was, <laughs> It's a pre-established thing sure. that he's just yeah. kind of putting a little spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I mean, PB Herman was pre-established, right? Oh, that's uh, true. You know, and so is the story of Ed Wood. I mean, so, I mean, not necessarily, but I get what you're coming from that, you know, it's, well, so let me, it's Batman, of course, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, here, let me rephrase. Yeah. This was such an iconic, almost uh, American urban legend. Sure. Yeah. That Tim put his own little spin on. Yeah. Um I like I like the changes, right? Because the story's mm-hmm. not that long to begin with. Yeah. Right. Um in fact, when he gets uh pranked by that guy in the town, what was his name? Brom. Um, yeah, Brom. That's actually like the story. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the book. Uh uh-huh. that, that's that that they're doing there. Um so it's a nice little nod to the source material with, with him getting pranked by Brahm and um, which I thought was funny. Um, I almost, and we talked about this earlier. I almost watched the Disney one. I was this yeah. close. And then um, I watched now, else instead. You know how it goes. Let me tell you this though. I've only seen the Disney version once. Cause you know, it's, it's multiple stories, but it starts with sleepy hollow. Um, that, that one scared me more yeah. than than when I first saw this movie when I was probably 13, 14. Um, the Disney version scared me more. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because you weren't expecting it to be scary and then when it was scary, you're like, oh shit. You know? Probably. Yeah. Um, um, all right. So Jeremy, where would you like to begin with this? Well... Uh, we can start with with Ichabod, right? So, okay. 
uh, Johnny Depp originally wanted Ichabod to be ugly, right? Because he is in the story. Like he's not supposed to be handsome, right? Yeah. Um, and he's like, can I get like a fake nose or like boils or something, you know, like, and like, no, <laughs> well, Tim Burton said, no, it's because he's a wimp. So that's why you're unattractive, right? Um, <laughs> it's because he's a wuss and he's squeamish and he's a scaredy cat, right? Um, yeah. They're like, that stuff will make you seem like an unattractive everyman, right? Yeah. Um, well, and also, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Johnny wanted him to look ugly because as I learned later on, Johnny loves being in prosthetics. Yeah. Like, like I learned that from, <laughs> you're going to laugh, uh, the special features on 21 Jump Street. When they asked him to be in it, he was like, well, can you like hide me? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want anyone to know that it's me until the reveal. And yeah. they're like, okay, sure. And that's you know, awesome. I'm sure as you remember, like we didn't know who that guy was. It blew my mind when he ripped off the nose and the hair. Yeah. And that he's his character from the show. Yeah. I so blown good. away. It, it was a good reveal. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, 21 Jump Street is awesome. Uh, but anyway, but I didn't know that. That's that's actually really funny. I think – but I could see why Burton would be like, no. Like you're you're going to look handsome, but yeah. people are going to hate your personality. Right. People <laughs> – that's what makes you ugly. Now get over there. Yeah. Now put that nose down. Hide behind this child. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, I like that Ichabod is a constable in this one. He's not a school teacher, so that's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, making him this sort of uh, this, um, what would you call it, investigative figure, I guess, or or this sort of police presence, mm-hmm. um, lends to this who done it, which is what the story is. Which I I like that they turn it into that too, right? Yeah. That because. You know, someone is controlling the horsemen, right? These these deaths aren't random; like they're all connected. Like that's really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you're trying to solve that puzzle um, along yeah. with everyone else. Um, so that I liked. So him being a constable fits into the who done it aspect of the story. Yeah. Uh, instead yeah, of the, instead of him just being a teacher, right? Yeah. The the who has done this? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's, again, that's, uh, like what you're saying. That's something I agree with as well. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I think it it would still have been a good movie had Burton kept him as a school teacher, but Mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't have added, it wouldn't have made sense in solving the mystery. No. So let's make him a constable because that makes more sense and fits the narrative a little bit more. Right. Um, and of course we're making a feature length, right? So yeah. I would I like stuff like this, right? I like mm-hmm. taking a a story that everyone knows or is or a character that someone is that everyone is familiar with and let's put them in a different setting, right? A good mm-hmm. example is if you go and either get the audio or you buy the book Nightmares and Dreamscapes uh by Stephen King. Um he has a story in there. Uh, it's called The Doctor's Case. And it's a Sherlock Holmes story, but Holmes solves the crime instead of Sherlock. Um, mm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So he's you mean taking, Watson? 
right sorry watson <laughs> sorry watson solves it instead of sherlock i said his full name anyway doesn't matter um <laughs> yeah, you said holmes not sure holmes i was like wait it. like that doesn't make any sense watson watson solves the crime instead of uh holmes. um yeah and again well, see, I that's like that you, that's really that, cool too you know it as long as they're public domain you're able to do something like that you know what i mean yeah. or you pay the whatever right be able to do that oh yeah and you know and i like that with ichabod in this version we also have the 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 sort of dichotomy yeah dichotomy between faith and magic Mm -hmm. uh which i thought was really cool yeah these guys are sort of puritans you know yeah um and then of course you're right the juxtaposition of that is the this witchcraft right yeah that's going on um which was which was really interesting i i don't mind it right like a part of me of course it's about a headless horseman right so you can't just you can't be mad at the magic you know what i mean well it's funny you say that the one thing that i've always been bothered by and i didn't know why until i got older and started paying more attention to film and writing is the whole thing in which we'll get there, but I just want to touch on this right now is the reveal that um, Miranda Richardson's character. I can't think of her name, but when it's revealed that she sold her soul to Satan to make sure that she could always like summon the headless horseman. I was like, okay, that's, that's too easy. Like, do you think so? That's too easy. Like, yeah. Like having her just know magic and her motivations were enough for me. Okay. The adding in the whole like right then and there, I sold my soul. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was a weird piece of dialogue. I do. It, it stuck out. Um, yeah. It stuck out to me. I think it might be because of the time period, right? It's 1799. So mm-hmm. I think that you know obviously witchcraft is a is a big deal it's it's a scary time but mm-hmm. so was like if you remember i don't know if you've seen it the the witch um nah, robert eggers film um dude that uh that shit's a big deal right right that, so um obviously the witch takes place well before 1799 but um but especially with their with with their puritanical ideas or ideologies that mm. even just mentioning like you you sold your soul to satan they're like my goodness you know um yeah. and and i think having that be a part of it is important to the time period that it's set in right having it right. be important to the the fear of that era and Back then, I mean, if you look at witch lore, that was part of it. You had to sell your soul to Satan to be able to perform witchcraft, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I'm just saying from witch. a plot standpoint, mm. it sure. just – Like we already knew that her mom had taught her magic and her motivations lined up perfectly with that. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's that was my only like qualm with the magic aspect of it. Sure. Um, Cause even then like it's the movie's not like 
you know, like Harry Potter level magic, you know, it's just simple things here and there. Well, and of course, speaking of Harry Potter, uh, Michael Gabin, uh, this is like six or seven years before he takes over as Dumbledore. Oh, sure. I don't know. I don't know when the third uh, one came up. uh, I'm not going to look it up. Um, Anyway, so, okay. So we talked about Ichabod. Um, Well, I'll tell you you this. Okay. I'll tell you this. So uh, I'm sure those of you who listened last week um, and those of you um, who remember me saying this, uh, I remember saying like, I found it, I remember being weirded out about um, Ichabod and, um, and Katrina's yeah. uh, romance. Yeah. So did Johnny Depp. He thought that really? was really because he's known apparently according to him, he was like, it was weird. I've known Christina Ricci since she was nine, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's much older I'm, than that. You know? No. And thankfully they didn't have to like, yeah, yeah. There wasn't the only kiss to, to explain like, yeah, they only kissed like two times on screen, right? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really and that's probably why. Yeah. Because I'm sure well and thankfully, you know, he he and Tim probably had such a good relationship. He'd be like, dude, can you just like make this as innocent as possible? Yeah, could you not though? You know, like could could you like get someone else or something? Like, could could you just have a stand in kisser, please? <laughs> like I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um that's actually kind of funny that even he was like, yeah, you know, there's a line and I'm not going to be the one to cross that. Um, before we move on to another character, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out uh, to Martin Landau, uh, who um, kicks off the movie uh, by getting beheaded in his uh, uh, in his carriage. Did you notice that was that's right? Because we were talking about that during um, Ed Wood that he was in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And yeah, uncredited, no lines. He just gets beheaded at the beginning. But of course, he kicks off the whole thing, right? He's the he's the guy. He's the, you know, uh, Von, whatever. Von Von Garrett. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, So he's like a very important piece of the story. But, you know, he's just in it for less than three minutes. Yeah. Now, before now, before we move on to another character, I did just want to talk about because once again, uh, just like with Mars Attacks, Tim stacked this cast once again. You know, John Depp, Christina Ricci, uh, Michael Gabin, um, uh, Ian. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm looking right Help. at it. Ian McDiarmid. Yes, yeah, Ian Palpatine for anyone yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, uh, Michael, is it Michael Richards? Uh, he's uncle Michael, Vernon. uh, Griffiths, Michael Griffiths. Yeah. Um, you know, then we have the actor, uh, Michael Goff plays mm-hmm. yep. Alfred. Plays and Alfred. then, you know, there was one more. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Sure. Yeah. Was it was it like uh Jeffrey something? Jeffrey something, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he the priest in this movie? <laughs> no. That's really funny. 
Uh, he's <laughs> oh, he's the reverend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, it's got layers. They didn't even know. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, apart from that, yeah, man. So many people. Like I was telling Ashley, I was like, man, we got we got Dumbledore, we got Palpatine, we got Uncle Vernon, we got Alfred, all in one movie together. Like we got Principal Rooney. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the God. character. The character, the character that Jessica Day really uh, resonates with, and you know, and then of course, um, shout out to our. I uh, know you don't really care, but shout out to our Phantom of the Opera episode, um, Miranda Richards, uh, Madame Giri. Also, of course, is before she did that, but yeah, man. Oh, and your favorite person. Lisa Marie. <laughs> Lisa Marie is in this too. Yeah, for yeah. this much time. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if this was the movie that made her not want to date him anymore. You think? I mean, you gotta think, because then after this, you know, Helena was his was his leading actress. Uh yep. here, let's 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 Yeah, uh, you're let's, right, because uh, she's in the next one we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh they yeah, they stopped dating after two thousand and one. Damn. So this was the last movie he put Lisa Marie in. And then after that, it was it was Helena. Now it's going to be, I guess, Monica Bellucci now. Do you think um, Do you think it was 9-11 that drove them apart? <laughs> do you think it was like they saw those towers going on? They're like, nah, man, we, <sighs> I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> uh, I'm calling this quits right now. Like, we're, <laughs> we're done. Um, <laughs> you think the yeah. news is bad? I got bad news for you, you know. And then they broke yeah. up. You no, know? <laughs> got even worse news for you, my guy. I got worse news for you. Hey, remember yeah. when those towers came down? We are no longer towers. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible, terrible analogy. You started it. I'm going to tell people that you started. Uh, that's it. fine. Anyways, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, um, I love that Tim, I mean, was fi- was finally at a point in his career. He could be like, you know, what? I want as many people as I want in this movie. Sure. Get me. And he got it, you know? Get me everyone. Um, I want to talk about, so a couple of things. So okay. we always talk about like um, in our Fritz Lang episodes, we're always talking about innovations and in standard settings and he was the first one to do this the first one to do that right Mm -hmm. uh tim burton is the first person to ever make a a headless horseman movie uh without hiding the person's head Mm -hmm. under fake shoulders uh we got to cgi the head out this time yeah i um if i'm being perfectly honest i never knew that um and I watched the behind the scenes and they talked about that. And I was like, oh, it, it was CGI. I, yeah, you know, I would have thought good. it's I good CGI. Yeah, it really is for 99, man. It's great. Um, and in fact, especially because the behind the scenes focus on the fact that when they had to blank out the head, it got rid of the collar as well. So they yep. had to CGI the collar, the collar. and it, it looks so seamless. It looks great, you know? 
it probably yeah. helps that everything's shrouded in darkness, right? And so they get yeah. to, the the lighting's not too much of an issue, but um, but yeah, I thought it looked great. Um, yeah, uh, much like Martin Landau, uh, Christopher Walken doesn't get any lines either. Uh, but man, he's great. I love Christopher Walken. He's got the perfect face for this. Um, well, you want to know something funny? I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you got to this. Uh, the um, they use the stunt double for all the sure. the, the wearing the the blue mask. Uh, it was Ray Park who most notably plays Darth Maul. I did not know that. Um, I was watching the behind the scenes and I was like, that that looks like Ray Park. And then they put the hood on him and I was like, I'm like pretty sure that was Ray Park. Yeah. And uh yeah, I like rewound it a little bit and I was like, Yeah, that's that's Ray Park. Um yeah, but yes, I agree. Uh I know, man. Uh Phantom Menace and then this mm-hmm. or the opposite. Or the opposite, um, who knows? But yeah, uh, I agree. Christopher Walken, I don't think they could have chosen anyone better for the headless horseman and and that's actually a good segue i like that we have more backstory to the horseman in uh in this movie Mm -hmm. because even though i've only seen the disney version once we don't really know much about who he is and i think this is also fabricated right it's Uh it's for this movie specifically right right it's kind of like what um what Coppola did for Dracula, I think, you know, like it's, it's providing all of this rich backstory for this character that we already know so much about, right. Or that we're so used Mm -hmm. to, I guess, not that we know a lot about them, but that we are familiar with and just giving new context for them. By the way, Dracula. Awesome. Yeah. I was Uh, just about to say like, shout out to to Dracula, man. The movie's tight. Gary Oldman. Perfection. I know, man. Uh, Keanu, if you are listening, I love you, buddy, but your British accent is is not good. It's not good. Not good at all. Uh, everything else about the movie is fantastic. Yeah. Everything but else is great. Anyway. Um, but yeah, but I, I really love that, you know, we get this backstory of that he was hired by the British government to be a, a, a hit, not hit, man. Um, an enforcer essentially to kind of keep the British heel on the American States during the first, uh, during the revolution. Yeah. And it's just so like, that's so like, that's really good. That's so good. Um, it's good. I agree. And, you know, and of course he's from a different country. So, which is why we never really hear him speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, ugh, it's great. And he's scared though. He is, dude, he's I think he's terrifying. scared with the teeth. Yeah. Uh, in the behind the scenes, they were talking about like the context and all the stuff they do to Christopher uh, for the movie. And when they put in the contacts, he said he looked like Paul Newman. <laughs> he's like, I look like Paul Newman. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. Did you also know that apparently Christopher um, really apparent? I don't know if he didn't want to do the movie, but he really was apprehensive about being the horseman. Really? Because to quote him, he said he, that he grew up in New York, didn't grow up around horses. Oh, so yeah. He, so he was like, they don't like me. I don't really like them. <laughs> I did read that he did not know how to ride one until he got mm-hmm. this set. Right. 
Uh, well, and so what they did is they built him a mechanical horse that they apparently used in a, I think they said Elizabeth Taylor movie um, that mechanically was perfect. And so mm-hmm. all they had to do was just make it look like a real horse. Yeah. And that's what he, I think that most of the scenes you see him on the horse, that's what he's sitting on. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what Elizabeth Taylor movie that would have been, but I, have no I may idea. be misremembering. I watched it. I watched. Yeah. So if I'm being honest, uh, I meant to say this at the top of the show, uh, I watched it on, it's now officially max. Um, but I didn't feel like putting in my Blu-ray. So I, so I got on YouTube and looked up the behind the scenes of it. Oh, okay. And someone had posted the full, the full thing. That was cool. Um, but I, I got to a certain point and I was like, okay, I've, I've learned enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. But, but anyway, yeah, I just, I thought it was really funny that Tim was like, no, Christopher, I want you for this role. Yeah. Oh, you can't ride a horse. Don't worry. We Don't got worry you. About it. <laughs> we could fix that. That's not a problem. That is no big deal, my dude. Um, um okay. So a great addition I liked to the story um was young Masbeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was great, this kid. Um yeah. that apparently is in an episode of Boardwalk Empire. So uh because really? I looked, I tried to find out what else he's been in, and it's really just those two. <laughs> so, oh really? Yeah. I I love the dope ass scar he has on his neck. Yeah. And they give no answer to it. No. He just yeah, has, I remember noticing it. I, I looked and I was like, like he's got something here and, but either they talked about it and I missed it or they just didn't talk about it. And I, I guess they just didn't talk about it. I don't think they talked about it. Uh, I think it's just meant to, I guess, I guess you're meant to assume since they live out in rural country, he got hurt at some point and sure. Uh, but yeah, I love I love him because he's he's such a good character to really ground Ichabod, you know. Yeah, because he's definitely braver. That's you know oh, that's. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Uh, and he's sort of and he's and he's helpful and useful. Like he's not you know just in the way, right? He's like legitimate. He's legitimately helping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Helps him dig up those graves. And yeah. <laughs> he just wants to help. I like this kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, now, something that we were kind of talking about off mic a little bit is I didn't realize it until rewatching it, but Ichabod, for all, for how smart he actually is, he's kind of, he's kind of dumb a little bit. Um, like he, you know, like when he's talking to Richard Griffiths, uh, who plays the magistrate, um, he was like, you know, how did you know the widow was pregnant? And he's like, well, she told me. And he's like, well, then I deduce that you're the father. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, no, she told me who the father was. Um, and then like when he's writing in his ledger, you know, trying to get, you know, writing his thoughts out loud, you know, he's like overcomplicating it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, I'm going to make a list of everyone in Sleepy Hollow. And even uh, Masbeth is like, are you, why? Why would you like, why would you do that? You know, but I like this because he's sort of it. It tells you how out of his element he's in. Right. He's mm-hmm. used to 
in New York, he's not used to the sort of investigative type stuff. Like you were saying, you know, in New York, they're just like, put him in the Iron Maiden, we're done. Right. right. Uh, here, he's actually having to investigate. He's getting to do what he wants to do. Right. But he doesn't know how to do mm-hmm. that. Right. So he's, he knows he needs to make a list of some kind, but he's so out of his, his world that he's just like, I don't know, everybody, I guess we'll right. do. Uh, and we'll go from there. Um, so I, I think it's it's on purpose because okay. he's needing to sort of figure out what he's doing and he doesn't really know what he's doing. And he wants to he wants to be a good investigator and he wants to be this sort of forensic um this sort of forensic scientist in this, you know, whatever. But he just doesn't know how. Okay. All right. I'll give you that because I didn't think of that. I just thought maybe that's how he was written, that he was meant to be, you know, sort of like everyone else has the answers and then he takes those answers and, you know, because yeah. like he's not even present for the big reveal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as she monologues like a comic book villain yep. about why she's doing this, why she's, you know having all these people killed. I mean, it's implied that I guess Ichabod figures it out. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not implied. It's blatantly shown that he figures out that the headless body of, uh, uh, I cannot remember her character's name for the life of me, but the stepmother, Yeah. when he looks at the body, he realizes that that's not her. So, so I mean, he does lady Van Tassel. Yeah, Lady Van Tassel. Like, so he figures out that she's definitely involved in some way, but I don't think he knows right off the bat that she's the one controlling the the horseman. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think so. I love the reveal that she's one of the twins, right? Yeah, um, who who snitches basically on uh, on our horseman. Yeah. yeah, well, she, yeah, yeah, because she does. And then the other sister tucks tail and runs. Wouldn't you? You know? Yeah. I, I'm getting out of yeah. here. You do what you want. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. I'd also probably definitely implied that one sister was a good witch. The other clearly is the bad witch. Yes. But both, both in their own way, you know, very scary because the sister, uh, it says your crone, um, is terrifying, you know. Yeah. By the way, love the character design of the the veil covering her face just enough that we can't see it. Right. Mm-hmm. We can see. We can see vague ideas that there's a face under there, but we can't see the details of it. And I really like that. Until the reveal when she oh, reveals that she killed her own sister and she, you see her lift her own veil and you're like, oh, this, oh, this, uh. like, oh, yeah. well, she's dead now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, OK. OK. I can I can get behind that now that it's on purpose that he. Yeah, that he he really he this is the kind of investigating he wants to do, but even he doesn't know where to begin because he does that practice, right? No one's, no one's right. letting him do it. Right. Even at the very beginning, he goes, well, I need to do an autopsy on this body. I need to, you know, blah, 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 do this. I need to figure out what happened. Like he drowned. 
You found him in the yeah. river. He drowned. Bye. See ya. You know, there's yeah. there's no sense of of you know uh, or of what if or of doubt any sort mm-hmm. of like body they get over there yeah. or any sort of person they get that's a person of interest. There's like if they're a person of interest, they did it. Bye. If they died and it looked like this, that's how it happened. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you that then. All right. Then, then I retract my statement. Um, but again, it does seem like everyone else is solving this mystery a little bit quicker than he is though. Sure. Sure. He's trying, but yeah. Well, and well, and again, you know, Lady Van Tassel you know, monologues this whole thing to Katrina. So yeah, Katrina more than anyone definitely. It's like, well, yeah, you did it. And I know why you did it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I like the idea of the horseman is, is like a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. The horseman is not the villain really in this movie at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's just being manipulated to do like this woman's bidding, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, this leads me to some of the cool stuff. So number one, the beheadings in this are awesome. The fake oh, yeah. heads in this are amazing. Oh uh, yeah, whoever they got yeah. to get these fake heads, they're unbelievable. Yeah, and the in the behind the scenes, I found uh, they they spent a good chunk talking about that because even I was like, like, man, it looks just like yeah each actor. Um, and it's because yeah, they did a mold and really try to hone in and make it look like the actor. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good fake yeah. heads. Uh, but one thing that I that I noticed. And that I think I, I noticed sort of like subconsciously the first time. And then the second time I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is um, whenever I see in like one of these movies or whatever, I think kids are safe. You know? Oh, yeah. I think sort of kids are off limits, right? Right. Uh, and so I automatically just shut that fear down because I'm just like the kid's fine. You know, he got away. The 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 mom's getting murdered over there that's fine but he got away he'll be fine and then immediately gets captured right and he's dead yeah right and i i was reading uh some of the trivia and tim burton goes i hate it that kids are safe in movies (laughs) (laughs) he goes and that's so unrealistic that's so dumb you know kids kids should be in peril too you know yeah and i like and he's exactly right because as soon as i see a kid in what, in, especially in this movie, I saw that kid um, who was playing with the little uh, lantern thing. Mm-hmm. And I and when the horseman gets there and he hides, I go, the kid's fine. You know, we're just seeing everything through his perspective, which is different than the rest of the movie. It gives us a new way to watch these beheadings without getting bored by it. Right. Right. And and then he gets snatched up from under the floor. I go, well, then never mind. I don't know. Uh, oh, that kid! That kid's dead now. Oh, that kid! That kid died. So, okay. And yeah, he was he, he was like three. So, holy <laughs> Jesus! Uh, <laughs> Poor little know, redhead. But but he's exactly right. Burton knows that we automatically assume that that kid is going to be fine, mm-hmm. right? Because kids are off limits in these things. And then as soon as he kills one off, we're like, well, then I don't know what's going on. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, you know, <laughs> so I don't think I ever had that thought just because, okay. you know, I don't consider 
the movie like a full blown horror because mm-hmm. I do think that like in full blown horror movies, I'm like, oh, it's fine. The kids are, you know, the kid will be will be fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, unless it's like Insidious, which I've never seen. The house that Jack built. That's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids were not okay. Oh, for sure. They were uh, in immediate danger. Yeah. That's uh but yeah, but like but I even forgot about that. Like that the kid gets snatched up out of the floor. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh yeah, like the kid will be fine. And then like my my heart did start to race a little bit when he made a noise. I was like, oh, oh shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, shut, up. shut up, kid. And then he gets snatched. I was like, oh yeah, no, that yeah, that kid's dead now. Yeah, exactly. And he is. <laughs> he's not just being, you know, he's not being captured and held somewhere. That kid's dead. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ichabod's not going to find him safe and sound, a little bruised up. No, he he's dead now. Well, which, you know, some, you know, on a on a more boring topic, it might just be because, you know, um we're not used to that because this is like a studio movie. This is Paramount, I think. That's true. Uh yes. Hang on. I don't remember. <laughs> yes, Paramount. And so like And so when you're when you're working with a studio and you're like, Oh, by the way, this kid dies on it. They're going to be like, mm, could you not, you know? <laughs> and so he was like, fine, I'll give you a compromise. You won't see it on screen. Yeah. yeah, You won't see him get beheaded. I mean, he's going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but that kid is going to die. Yeah. But I won't show it, but it's wild again. Yeah. You're just not expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. You know, that woman, that pregnant woman, you know, got murdered. You're like, Holy shit. You know, mm-hmm. um, not used to it. So that was, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. You know? Well, and see, and I think you're right. I think, I think, that, I think Tim and the screenwriters definitely were like, like, yeah, let's keep you on your toes. Like if kids, exactly. if kids aren't off limits, then who else isn't off limits? You know? Yeah. Well, like, and that brings me to my next point, which is again, subverting expectations. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of things that subvert expectations. One, um, and I know exactly as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh my God, that was so cool. Uh, when the horseman is outside of the church and he can't get in, right? So he's like just meandering around because he can't enter um, holy ground, right? Because mm-hmm. he is like an apostate of Satan. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. And you're like, well, at least they're safe <laughs> because he can't no. get to them. From- yeah. Dude. That was fucking sweet when when he when he that spear out of the <laughs> out of the fence that was rad. Yeah, dude, and he fucking fucking uh, skewers Dumbledore like right yeah. through the window. He threw it at like two hundred miles an hour, and it, it it yeah, it just erupts out of his chest, and you're like, oh my god, uh, yeah, that was rad. Um, but of oh. course. You know, thinking about it this way, he probably wouldn't have had to do anything because they were all killing each other, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, because, yeah, right before that, you know, um, uh, you know, legendary actor Jeffrey Jones um, smashes Ian McDormand's head in with a cross. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Gambon shoots Jeffrey Jones. Yep. So, yeah, he probably wouldn't have had to wait. Um, but but still, you know, but he's got but he's got to get that head though. You it know? was a cool kill, exactly. He's got to get the head. 
Uh, it was a cool kill. Wh- and which I love that he drags him just enough to where his head is yes. outside. Yeah. Because that's all he needs. He doesn't need the body. He just needs the head. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was your other point? Um, it sounded like you had multiple. I did. Another one because I had to look up. Because when you watch it, you're like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, what are we doing? Like, you're so dumb. Is when the windmill explodes. Oh, yeah. You're like, what? what is this, a Michael Bay movie? Like, why is it exploding? <laughs> it makes no sense at all. It is actually very possible. So um, the sacks in the windmill uh-huh. that that work with the levy, the levers and pulleys and the gears, uh, they're full of flour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, flour is v- highly combustible, um, apparently. And if packed in really tight, will expand and, and ignite. Explode. And explode. So what you're saying is back in 1999, they pulled some real Robert Eggers type of like, we got to make sure the details are of the time. Sure. Because like, (laughs) you know, they probably would have found out, found out another way to do this. Right. I mean, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to, the windmill doesn't have to explode. Right. Right. But it can. And so let's just go ahead. Right. Because I don't know if you thought this. I don't know how ridiculous you thought it was when you saw it. Um, I mean, I was kind of like, well, that's interesting. But I was more (laughs) – I was more taken aback by the whole, well, get to the roof. Like that's our way out. And it's like why would you you go up and then light it on fire? Yeah. Yeah. Like – Yeah, yeah. But it made sense, right? Yeah. And of course, it makes more sense now that you know that – Ichabod saw all the flower sacks and you go, got it. Got it. You know, if we can just get on the, the, um, I don't forget what they're called. The, the actual, the blades, the blades. Sure. Then he, he was probably like, yeah, we can get out of here. Yeah. Um, and it were again, subverting my expectations. I wasn't expecting this, uh, this windmill to explode. Uh, yeah. and it did. And of course, again, I was like, that's bullshit. And then I read about it and I go, never mind. <laughs> Good job. I do. Oh, sorry. I do really, do really like the part that happens right after it, which is the whole where uh, young uh, uh, Masbeth is all like, oh, did, "Did you kill him?" And he's like, "Well, he was already dead." And then he kicks the door open. It's like, ah, "Well, yeah, there we go." <laughs> yeah, not the not the best way to do that. Um, one of the one of the things that I also loved is um the the effect of the horseman putting his head back on mm-hmm. and yeah. having everything grow back in around it i thought that was cool as shit yeah yeah and and still looked really good I it mean, looked great there were a few frames where i was like eh, but everything else looked great um and definitely really trying to make sure they didn't use a lot of money doing it considering we only see it for maybe about 30 45 seconds yeah yeah. and then his head's fully regenerated sure yeah yeah it doesn't matter it was still cool you know yeah still yeah still really cool yeah um okay we're getting there okay (laughs) all right um okay what did you have well i wanted to bring up the (sighs) 
Hang on. I'm trying to remember. I had it and then I lost it. Um, I did want to bring up the whole thing about. It didn't really make sense. Like I get why, like because we see it in flashbacks, but the whole thing with Ichabod's hands, like Mm -hmm. his scars on his hands. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that. I mean, see, but now that I've said it and I've been thinking about it, it's to show us that he's literally carrying around a reminder of something he's trying to forget, you know, because as he tells Katrina, you know, I'm I've been dreaming of things I don't want to remember. And. But it just I don't know, like it just that bothers me a little bit. Okay. That the, 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 that it's featured so predominantly. Of course, people watching, people listening aren't seeing what I'm doing. I'm just raising my hands up to show my palms. But like, it just, I don't know. The oh. fact that we get multiple static shots of just his hands. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not really a qualm. I'm just like, I don't get it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly had forgot about that until you just mentioned it right now. Um. Which proves my point. Of his hands, yeah. Um, I think my my thought process would be like they it's a deleted scene, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Um well, because we see in the flashback when he it finds his mom in the Iron Maiden, it scares him. Oh, and that's he, what it is. That's what it was. Sorry, I well, forgot all about that. And because he, he as a kid, he jumps back and he his hands hit the spiked chair and it yes. punctures his hands boom that's it then what are we talking about i'd forgotten all about that yes but i'm just so, saying like i, so I when don't he hits it it scars his palms for life right it's like getting yeah. a, a tattoo or whatever so um it scars him for the rest of his life and then every time he looks at him he remembers his mom in the iron maiden what are we talking about that's exactly what it is. i'm just saying man it just i just don't understand why we had shots of his hand like it's just like constant made, reminders, right? It's it's I looking know. at his palms, and it's you know it's it's him. It's it's giving us a flashback without having to do a flashback, right? It's a different way to indicate um, that that emotion we get through flashback. We can get it just by looking at his palms now, you know. Yeah. So now, anytime we look at it, it's the same thing. Yeah, and then of course we get the whole culmination of that, which is you know. My mom was an yeah. innocent, killed by my dad, who was a preacher. Yeah. There we go. It's because of that stupid picture. It's witchcraft. You know? I get it. <laughs> the uh, the cardinal in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think was also in The Prestige. But, um, the Prestige? The Prestige. Um. <laughs> Okay, Jeremy. So what else did you want to bring up? Because while you're thinking, I just remembered another actor we forgot to mention. um, Granted, he only has one scene. uh, Sir Christopher Lee. That's right. Christopher Lee. Oh, there we go. We can talk about this. Um, If you love the aesthetic of these films um, and, and you like just the way it feels to be in this world and you like how it how it looks and whatever the, the period. Um, so he was, uh, Tim Burton was inspired by the, the Gothic horrors of Bava and the hammer horror films. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is basically him getting to do his Hammer horror films. Hammer, of course, was a studio who would um, do their versions of the classic Universal monsters like Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, the Invisible Man, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can hear them. Your dogs. Nothing Sorry, good. everyone. That's okay. Um, uh, so, getting Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. When thinking of this movie as Tim Burton's Hammer, Sleepy Hollow, is incredible because Christopher Lee was Dracula in the Hammer horror films. Yeah, and um, and so getting Christopher Lee, even if it was just for a few minutes, um, in this movie is just a huge, huge deal because this solidifies the whole um, the that bridge between um, the the inspiration and the finished product, right? Well, it, yeah. Well, and it also you know sparked a friendship with Tim Burton and Christopher Lee because then Christopher Lee will show up in. Uh, uh, Corpse Bride, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, and Dark Shadows. Blah, terrible. Both both those were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, okay. I actually did just remember something I really sure. wanted to talk about because when we get to, hang on, I gotta look it up. Oh, while you're doing that. Um, I can I can either show you, which I can, yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, Italian films and uh, Mario Bava, um, the and this is obviously just for people who are watching. Um, but look what is on the cover of Black Sabbath, right? Oh, nice. So I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. the headless horseman is, is on the the cover of uh, of Mario Baba's Black Sabbath with Bars Karloff. By the way, it's a um, it's a collection of short stories, um, short films, hosted Bars Karloff. Uh, yeah. um, okay, it's also in it. So, like, yeah. So this is what I wanted to talk about. Sure. Um, because in three weeks, I'm going to bring this up again. Okay. Uh, and I. I'm going to quiz you too. Okay. Um, is the use of blood in this film? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tim, uh, I love that he oversaturates the color of blood. Yo, yeah. So much. It is red. Yeah. It's um, a weird red. Like it's not. I, no. I think it's really to accent the point that something evil or sinister is happening. Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, just like as we've been discussing, especially with um, our first couple episodes with Tim, you know, everything is so gray and black. And you're right, because when um, especially when he's hacking at that tree, when we first find it um, and it's Mm -hmm. bleeding, (laughs) uh, when the blood hits his face, you're just like, you know, you're so like, oh, that's red. You know, that's like, you know, uh, and it's really thick. Yeah. too um but see i love it man um well and see and it's actually not the first time the first time is when he's performing the autopsy on the widow mm-hmm. and he's going to cut her open and it goes like kind of squirts oh, him in the eye yeah, yeah you're and right he's just like but then yeah when he's hacking at the tree it like yeah. drenches him mm-hmm. and it's i i don't know why i like it so much um 
because like I said, in three weeks, and I'm going to talk about it in three weeks also, is we see that again with Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Um, and, oh no, I'm sorry, more than three weeks, five weeks, because I forgot, you'll have two movies in between that. Um, but uh, it's just, I don't know, I don't know why I like it so much, man. Yeah, no. I again, definitely. again, I think it's to further accentuate the po- the point that something is wrong with this world mm-hmm. you know because everything else is so gray yeah it the- seems it seems a little surreal right the the blood is mm-hmm. surreal because of how it looks right um and you know just i i completely understand what you're saying that that's um yeah yeah it's a good note yeah good job <sighs> thanks buddy Hang on, uh, I'm not going to cry on camera. <laughs> um, all right, buddy. So is there anything else you wanted to bring up? That's something that maybe we've missed. Not an oops, I forgot. Just something maybe we missed that we we didn't touch on for this movie. Hmm. I'm not sure. Can't think of anything. Uh, think we, I mean, we didn't talk about Christina Ricci, but she's there. Um, <laughs> well, because I think, I think what it is is because Katrina is kind of a plot device, you know, you know, without her there, Ichabod really has no true motivations to try to solve these murders. Yeah. Because she's, you know, once she's really involved, right. In, in being, you know, used as not really bait because they don't care about Ichabod. They just care, you know, um, he just wants to save her. Right. And so once he figures out that she's entangled in all of this, um, just by her, um, her lineage, um, that he needs to, you know, and especially when he finds out that she's not behind any of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. At one point he's convinced it's her. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, well, I say one point it's like at the tail end of the movie, he's like, oh, well, it's her, but I can't bring her to justice. So I'm just going to leave. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's why we didn't really talk about her because she's, I mean, Christina Ricci's great. Um, I think she's fantastic in everything she does. Uh, she really plays the. She, she just she really plays Christina well, but she is sort of a plot device. Sure, you know, because yeah. I mean, he he's already pretty motivated to try to solve the murders, but it, like you said, it, not until she gets really involved in everything is when he's like, okay. Let's 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 figure this out. But yeah, so uh, Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, I liked it. I liked it mm-hmm. uh, more than I thought I would. Um, scarier than I remembered it being. <laughs> I mean, not that I was like, not that I was terrified. I mean, I've I would I would admit it that I'm you know. Uh, no, pulling an Ichabod crane with the no, whole like sheets. Like I was terrified, like watching, you know, like, um, you know, like hereditary or something. You know, I, mean, I was terrified. Um, yeah. But, you know, this one, I was just like, oh, whoa, that was a lot more gruesome than I was expecting or that was scarier than I was expecting. Because I guess I was expecting more, I don't know, like more quirky <laughs> – Ichabod stuff than I was scary stuff. So, uh, yeah. By the way, I had this thought, and I'll leave. I'll leave this uh, this movie with this thought. And I was watching it, and I go, you know, 
I it's a it's amazing. I like Tim Burton movies because uh, Tim Burton is <laughs> Tim Burton is just goth Wes Anderson, you know. <laughs> and because you know because when when Ichabod goes down and then his head goes um, behind his briefcase and then comes out and he's got that fucking eye thing on, I go, uh-huh. that's dumb, you know, <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's quirky for the sake of being quirky, right? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. I, I've been we uh, we put on Fantastic Mr. Fox at the store the other day, and I was telling my buddy Quentin, I was like, yeah, you know, Jeremy does not like Wes Anderson. I was like, I've tried so hard to get him to like Wes Anderson, and he just does not like it. And Quentin's like, "Why? Why?" And I'm like, "Because eh, to quote him, tips are bullshit." Yeah, tips are bullshit. <laughs> I was like, "Trust me, I've tried." I this was like, "I told him bullshit, like, so like, what's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know." I just well, like but see, I will. I think it's because, as we've discussed at length, the three Wes Anderson movies I made you watch. Um, with Tim, it's the opposite. You know, the quirkiness has, in a way, sort of a payoff. Mm-hmm. As where Wes, you know, writes his characters to be quirky, just to be quirky. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look how awkward I am. You know? Yeah. Of course, I love that shit. I know. And a lot of people do. Like, I mean, you're going to be first in line for Asteroid City. I get it. You know? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am, bro. <laughs> shit comes out soon. And then we got the wonderful world of Henry Sugar next. Oh, God. So good, man. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, so I just want to leave you guys with that. Uh, and then now we can move on. Uh, yeah. Next uh, week. Yeah, buddy. Well, so what are we doing next week? Um, next week we are discussing, um, a Fritz Lang movie. Wow. That's crazy. <gasps> oh. Um, ministry of fear, 1944. Um, I don't know anything about it. Uh, I no, obviously neither do I, and I don't know why I got it. Can I tell oh, you why you got it? I no, I remember why I got okay. it. Because I got it before we planned this season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so cheap, cheap on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of the cheapest Blu-ray Criterion's you can get. So if you want to start off your Criterion collection, uh, you can start with either Ministry of Fear or Blue is the warmest color. And uh, oh, dude, that's what's up, man. Uh, uh, either of those are very inexpensive. Uh, it should I don't know be why, right, by the way. right over here. Yeah. I mean, from where I'm sitting on recording, uh, Blues of Warmest Colors, like right over here somewhere. And they're very um, – they're they're cheap in, in comparison to the other ones. So, uh, Yeah, I think it was like $14 and all my other ones have been 20 to 25 almost 30 Yeah. So they're um, – yeah, it's inexpensive uh, for both of those. So um, I don't know why. Um, do you no, think maybe because it's a shorter movie? No, you know, because um, there's some shorties in there. Oh, that's and, you know, I the kid is only fifty three minutes. Exactly. And so it's not that was length, like twenty six dollars. It's that length, and I don't think it's quality either because that's subjective. So no. I, I don't think it's the movie necessarily that makes it so inexpensive necessarily. Because if that were the case, Blue is the warmest color is three hours. Uh, by the way, yeah. So it's not the length. It's not the quality. It's not. Subject matter, I have no idea what it is, but I guess there. we're just gonna have to go to New York and break down the criterion uh, walls then figure yeah. out why. Yeah. Um I have another little fun story of Ministry of Fear. Um so I bought it because yeah. it was cheap 
And I could have sworn I took it off my wish list. Yeah. Um, because I update my wish list for birth for my birthday and for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I could have sworn I took it off. And my mother-in-law got it for me for Christmas. And I felt so bad because that's the second time she's bought me something that I could have sworn I took off my wish list. Oh, no. Uh, the first was Fleetwood Mac's Rumors on vinyl. Um, I bought it, I think, at Not Hastings. And I could have sworn I went in on my wish list and took it off. And then for my birthday, she was like, oh, yeah, here you go. Happy birthday. And I was like, oh, I already have this. <sighs> um, but, of course, that's the one that's framed up in our hallway. Yeah. But with Ministry of Fear, like I didn't want to own two copies of the exact same exactly, version right. of the movie. Yeah, they look now if exactly it was like a, if it was a different version of the movie, like maybe a different box art or something, then I probably would have kept it. But it was the exact same. Exactly. So, yeah. so she was point. like, "That's fu-. she was like, that's fine. You know, here, do do do. There, you can just return it, and you'll get a credit." And I was like, yeah. "Cool." cool. Uh, but then Amazon gave her the credit, so I didn't get to use yeah. that credit for anything. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm excited to watch it, man. Just yeah, because you know it was a it was a spur of the moment uh, buy. I saw mm-hmm. I was like fourteen five fourteen ninety five. Sure, Done. why not? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah man. I'm excited, buddy. Yeah, me too. Um, excited, um, and also just excited for the rest of the season. It's only going to get better from here. So, and uh, we're getting closer to being done. So. Yeah, um, I think you've got with Ministry of Fear, you've got three. three more. Yep, I have four more, and then we have our end of season series. Guys, buckle up for that end of season series. Um, <sighs> I'm excited. Uh, I'm I don't not even ready out. for it, man. So yeah. Alrighty, up. everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed Sleepy Hollow, and we will see you next week for Ministry of Fear. <laughs>